This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, you know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's music row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. Welcome to episode 317. Dina Carter is on with us. Obviously, strawberry wine. Talk about that. Writing you and tequila. Fun fact, she recorded it. How Kenny Chesney ended up getting that song to record later on. She put it on the record, too. Uh, so, And that's one of my favorite songs, period, in country music. You and tequila make me crazy. I'm pretty good at singing that, too, don't you think? Pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Uh, also, Randy, uh, Randy Travis singing demos at her house. Interesting story. So all coming up from Dina Carter. I do want to do my top five releases of the week. Morgan Evans has a new song called Country Out of My Girl. She takes Tennessee all around the world. Which we had in last week at number three, and people were like, hey, why was the audio different on the number three last week? Because we were going to put that there, but then it didn't come out for some reason. It came out this week now. So we bumped it to five just to show it what's up, (laughs) just to show it who the boss is. Uh, Number four, Taylor Acorn has a new song called Uncomfortably Numb with a band named Arrows in Action. It's a pop punk song. Here you go. You're stealing all the breath out of my lungs. Got me in the dark, speaking in tongues. Tell me when did this stop being fun? Or I'm done and uncomfortably numb. At number three, Mickey Guyton put out a record called Remember Her Name, and this one's called Different. Cause that's what makes you different. At number two, Ryan Hurd has a new song called Tab With My Name On It from his upcoming album that comes out October 15th. Here you go. When it hits me that all I have without you with me is tab with my name on it. And at number one, Larry Fleet, who I love. I had the guy over at the house. He did the, the talk show we did on Twitch. On time, yeah. Man, that guy's good, huh? Really good. 
He has a new album out that people are going crazy about called Stack of Records. Here's a clip of the title track. If you want to know There you go. Those are the five releases that I'm recommending you check out this week. In music news, Walker Hayes lands in the Hot 100 Top 5. I mean, can't stop. Can't stop it. They can try. They've tried. They can't stop it. Yeah, you can't. Uh, he released a remix with Kesha. I haven't heard the Kesha one. Have you? I have, yeah. I won't pull it up. Is it, eh, I can listen to it later. You like it? I mean... Is it just Kesha? It's just like, Kesha on the, yeah. the hook, pretty much. Makes it a lot more pop-friendly yeah. for pop stations. Good for Walker. That's life-changing for him. I mean, that's life-changing money. The Applebee's commercial? Yeah. The pop streams? That was cool to see, seeing him on that commercial. This is life-changing. Just so pumped for him. Put that dumb down. Take me to Waffle House. Give me those cheap thrills chilling in the deep south. But every now and then when I get paid. Casey Musgraves and Brandy Carlisle are set for Saturday Night Live. They're going to uh, both play that show. Not together, but they're both going to play the show. Uh, let's see. Albums out today. Just I'll mention some. Third Eye Blind, Angels and Airwaves. Both I mentioned because Third Eye Blind from being a kid. Mm-hmm. Angels and Airwaves is kind of Blink-182. Yeah, side project. Yeah. Um, Randy Travis has a special edition 35th anniversary of Storms of Life. Natalie Imbruglia. A lot of this is old school stuff. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember her? Yeah, torn. Cause I can't and I'm torn. I'm a little late. I'm already torn. I've never do, but... Yeah, that's a jam. Um, okay, I think that's it. We'll get to this Dina Carter interview. Uh, check out the Ashley McBride one if you didn't check it out last week. It was great. It's just, just A-plus stuff there. They actually reached out to me and said, hey, would you give us a quote for something to do with the CMAs and Ashley McBride? And, and I said, sure. Quote about her? Yeah. You want to hear my quote I put in there? Yeah. Let me scroll real quick. I was pretty proud of it. Let me find it. I said, Ashley McBride did not compromise her credibility for commercial success. She earned her credibility, and now the commercial success has no choice but to come chasing her, and it can't run fast enough. Good quote. Come on. (laughs) Come on. That's worth waiting a minute for me to scroll through my email. Okay, that's the deal. You guys check out that one from last week. Thanks for checking out this one this week. Uh, Here's Dina Carter in just a second. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. 
Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means the families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. In studio with Dina Carter, who, and I say this because so many people call me the wrong name. I get called Bobby Jones all the time. And I'll do, and sometimes I'll do a TV show and, you know, in the little description box where it's like, on American Idol this week, but Bobby Jones. And it happens so often. I have to think that people who don't know you like I do or they're a big fan of you would be like, here's Deanna Carter. Like, is that all the time? All the time. And we've kind of fixed it on the website and on socials. We put, it's D-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-N-A. It's Dina. And uh, people do put two N's in my name. So it's D- it's Dean, D-E-A-N, with an A on the end. Oh, I never thought about it like that. Yes. That it's d- like a, the name Dean. Like yeah, a- like Dean Martin. That, that's my dad. Um, around the time I was born, he had a cut on a Dean Martin record. Really? Called it Just Happened That Way. Ironically, that Jimmy Bowen produced, who signed me at Capitol. So that's why my name is spelled like it is. I was at the, uh, I was doing some comedy at the governor's mansion in Arkansas a few months ago. And on, it was a big deal about Bobby Bones, but on the place card, it said Bobby Jones. Oh my gosh. And so when you were coming in, I was like, I bet she gets it all the time. Like I do from people who just don't, for me, my name is so dumb that they go, there's no (laughs) way that's Bobby Jones. That's not his real name. But uh, you mentioned your dad. Your dad was a studio musician. Yes. Back in the day. Yep. Was he, what, what, was he a guitar player? Yes. He was part of the A-team in Nashville on the road. So he played on so many records in Nashville and in the 60s and 70s mostly. Um, and he also signed, he would work with artists. You know, he would, like Randy Travis was in our living room doing demos before he had a deal, which is really the first guy. I always liked rock as a young person, as a teenager. And when I heard Randy Travis's voice in my house, like I, my job at, 
14 or whatever was bring the coffee and the cream and, you know, host whoever was there. And um, when I heard him down the hall, I was just like, wow, this person. And so I thought he was going to be about seven feet tall and this big guy, (laughs) you know, because his voice was so massive. And I walked in and this just very humble guy was standing there, you know, small frame. I mean, Randy was a tiny little guy back in the day when he was getting started and I was mesmerized by his voice. And so I really started paying attention to country on my own after that. And John Anderson, my dad helped him early on. He would come like at 19 was coming to the house and just a lot of people, but he also played on records like um, all the Simon and Garfunkel things like Bridge Over Trouble Water and The Boxer, all that guitar work is my dad on wow. that. And the Bob Dylan, the Skyline record and like Joan Baez and all these other artists that would come through town would hire my dad because he had just such an amazing sound. He kind of stood out from the rest of the guys and um, he just plays, he's like played on the soundtrack of our lives, you know, across all genres. So I grew up with a very broad influence. Levon Helm, speaking of Arkansas, he and my dad played with uh, Ronnie and Dale Hawkins respectively and kind of started the band and Robbie Robertson took my dad's place in the band. So a lot of very rich, very Southern, that Delta history and feel musically that would uh, permeate all the records that he played on. Yeah, you mentioned Randy Travis. If I can go back for a second. He's in your house singing demos, his own demos or demos for other people. Like what What was he doing? Just songs like that my dad had written or um, I think it was some things he had brought in. You know, he's wanting to get things on tape and back then it was lit legit tape and it was the two big reels yeah 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 and uh my dad had an akai one of those eight uh, vhs ones and so i i was into gear too like i'm a gear nerd as far as studio goes and just being around all of that he had a studio growing up north of town like all the guys did back then owen bradley and johnny cash everybody had a studio off the row as well so I grew up in a, a full-fledged recording studio where people would come in. They recorded I'm Not Lisa there, recorded, uh, he produced Sammy Smith's um, Help Me Make It Through the Night, you know, all these great songs and monumental writers that would come through. He just he was such a lover of songwriters and artists and just, like, would, you know, love them and, and try to help them along their path. Was being so close to country music what kept you from loving country music when you were a kid i think part of it was that our our uh kim people you know would come from louisiana and mississippi and all around and they want to go to the grand Ole opry the hall of fame and the hermitage and so my brother and i were like not the hermitage (laughs) not the opera you know because you just would go with them and i don't know i think I I appreciated it. You know, I loved Dolly Parton. I was a big fan of her. And being a little bitty kid and watching her accept her awards, I'd sit there with my tissue and cry with her. You know, I I just thought she was so inspirational. And Eddie Arnold, I met him later in life, and he was just such a gentleman. I mean, just suave. He was so, he was this, you know, giant man that was just this gentle giant. And his voice was amazing. And I think I just... I loved that they crossed over as well. You know, I came up in the era of um, the variety show. Everybody had a TV show that was musical. And and so I was connecting things visually 
pretty early um, the effect that that had and the, the pull and the draw and the outreach that that had for a very large audience outside of Nashville as well. Just respected the fact that they could sing and dance and do skits and be funny and and be great, you know, musically. Yeah, you, had, you really had to focus on more than just one thing, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day. Yeah. I mean, we used to watch, and my grandmother had some old tapes of Johnny Cash's uh, show from the Ryman. I think it was shot in the Ryman, if I'm thinking back. Um, but then even watching like Hee Haw, and I still watch Hee Haw yeah. now on Circle <laughs> Network yeah. because they sh- I'll flip through us on Peacock, and so, and I do the Opry, I produce the, the Opry show over there on, yeah. on the TV. On the TV, I sound like I'm from 1920. <laughs> <laughs> but th- they those they had to be so good at so many things. Yes. They were funny, they could play, they could sing, they could act. And that was just accepted as, well, you got to do this to be well-rounded in Nashville. Yeah, it was great. The timing, their timing was impeccable. And uh, I think, you know, after my record came out in 96 and then 7 and 8, we were touring and busy and it was just amazing and crazy i started getting offers to go to la and be on tv shows and do like king of the hill and um do some movies and things and so i moved out there to pursue that because of my root system in watching artists out of nashville have such a broad reach on tv and but the it wasn't like my show you know it was like spread myself a little thin trying to do all these things And I think that that hurt me a little bit, leaving town, leaving the community that I love so much. I mean, I'm from, born and raised here in Nashville, and um, it's hard when you're not here. If you're not in the circle and being a part of the community, you know, there are always open arms for you to come back and be a part of it. But um, the TV era just kind of went away, and I'd love to see it come back. I would love to see a new hee-haw. I would love to see some programming for artists in a variety kind of way. And we have the voice and we have, you know, things that um, involve artists in the music business, but it'd just be fun to do it more theatrically in the way they do it, like Carol Burnett-ish, you know, like they used to. Hee Haw's a great example. I mean, there's not really a a new Buck Owens who could could do it. And I watch Buck Owens now and I'm like, holy crap, the guy could do it. Obviously could sing, he could play, but he's so funny. He's so funny. He's so funny. Yeah. You mentioned uh, the record, which is, Really, the reason we're here, we'll talk about more than that, but um, 96, the record came out. It's been mm-hmm. 25 years. And so by the time this is heard on Friday, I'll, I will have already talked about the announcement on the radio show. Right. But that being said, let's act like no one's heard it. Okay. Okay. Yes. So tell me, tell me exactly what is happening. Well, we are celebrating the 25th anniversary of Did I Shave My Legs for this, the album. And it came out. September 3rd, actually, of 1996 was the release date. And I got to go in and re-record Strawberry Wine and Did I Shave My Legs for This, those two songs, with collaborations. And I wanted to pull in some girls, some artists that I felt like had either mentioned me or acknowledged me or something, my songs, through their songs, you know. So... We invited a couple of girls to come on board, and Vince Gill played guitar on these two tracks. Um, being the kid of a guitar player, I was like, okay, my dad's not around, so we got to go with the next best thing, and Vince is just incredible. So, And Vince was monumental in my um, 
the launch of that record initially back in 96 because he came down to Tower Records on West End and stood in the back of the room. And you could just, when we had an in-store to celebrate the release of the album, and you could just hear the room go, you know, and Vince was standing back there. Like, just him being there was an endorsement to what we were doing. So I always told him, we're going to do something together. And... I'm this, a man of my word. It. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> so, it's like I told you, we were going to give you the exclusive when we do it. It was a few years back, and we were like, here we are. So we have to go to Bobby first. I told him we would. So here we are. It's Vince. I can say who's on the song, right? Yeah. Okay, it's Vince, uh, Martina McBride, mm-hmm. Lauren Elena, Ashley McBride, and Kylie Morgan. Yep, that's on Strawberry. Yep. Uh, that's on Strawberry yep. specifically, because mm-hmm. Vince is playing the guitar there. And so, I mean... Uh, it's a pretty select group. I'm sure nobody said, I don't know. Let me check on my people. I'm sure they all ran screaming <laughs> yes to you to do this. Well, it was amazing because I got to work with, actually, Lisa Lee organized um, a performance on ACM Honors a couple of years ago with Ashley McBride and Lauren Elena. And Ashley was brand new at the time and just blew it, like knocked it out of the park. And we got to perform together. And then Lauren had released her, you know, 90s song that was kind of a tip in the hat to Strawberry Wine, which was really cool. So having them on board was the perfect combo. And Martina, of course, Martina came out before I did. And I used to look up to her so much. She just, again, this little bitty person with this giant voice. And she was very unique when she came out and helped the genre kind of progress so I had to have her part of it. And um, Kylie Morgan, being a brand new artist, her voice is so unique and cool. We wanted her to be a part of it, too. The Did I Shape My Legs for This has Vince. It has Terry Clark, Sarah Evans, and also Ashley McBride. Yeah. And so why that group for that song? Well, I've worked with Sarah and Terry, you know, through the years. And they're kind of, I consider them, we're all from the same era. And what I love about them, their uniqueness, how they stand out artistically and their sense of humor. And just seeing Ashley's sense of humor as well and and her kind of following suit in that way. And her songwriting just blows me away as far as her what she has to say, you know, in such a unique way. So, and that is representative of Shave. So I wanted to make sure that she was included in that. So it is it is a select few, which is cool. When will this, those singles be out? Well, we are... You're still figuring it out? Yeah, we are. We're going... We're actually sending a thank you to to radio. Can I say that? Um, we can say what, no one's listening but me and you. Okay. It's October 19th that we're going to be sending out sort of an unofficial, you know, here you go. Thank you so much. And I've, I've, like, pounding my fists on the table, we we cannot leave radio out of the mix because they're the reason that the fans got to hear the song in the first place. They were willing to, back when we answered phones and, you know, the, they're blowing up, very receptive to the point that all the regionals were getting calls from the station saying, you got to scrap this other single we were planning on releasing, which was I've Loved Enough to Know. And you got to go with Strawberry Wine. So Scott Hendricks listened to the radio folks and put Strawberry out instead, and the rest is history. So you have to go and thank them. You cannot do this like and leave radio out of the mix. How far did you get with that other single? Which one? The, 
the first one that you mentioned. That- oh, not at all. It didn't even... It, it We pulled it before release date. It was two okay. weeks prior, so I was going out and Got doing it. promo and, and radio visits. But no, it hadn't been released to radio yet. Nope. And so you do all the promo going, hey, it's coming, and then you have to call them back and go, okay, never mind. Yeah. Abort mission. But, okay, so why Strawberry Wine? What was it about that song that kind of took over? Was it playing it live? Was it... It was. We would play, I've loved enough to know, we already had a video in the can. We had all these cassettes, you know, for everybody. <laughs> and um, then I'd pick up my guitar and play Strawberry Wine, maybe before we ever heard goodbye, something acoustic in the studio. And everybody was just going bananas over Strawberry Wine. And that's what made the phones light up, like, well, wait, what was that song? And I've loved enough to know it was like this up-tempo, happy song. And Strawberry was just this very heartfelt, honest, six-minute waltz. You know, and I thought in my heart, this may be the only time people hear this song because it's never going to get played on the radio from a new artist, a six-minute waltz, you know, about your firsts. I don't think so. So I'm going to get it in while we can. And it just really resonated with the fans. When you say six-minute waltz. Yeah. The song wasn't six minutes long, was it? Yeah. It really was? Almost. Wasn't it 557? That's why. No, I know. I that know. would never happen today. No. I mean, even the version that I play now, because I'll still play it on our show sometimes, they've cut it down to three and a half minutes at this uh-huh. point. No outro. Um, but, you know, it was it was just groundbreaking for the time. I can't believe the song was almost six minutes long. It was. That's a, ba- that's a song when I was er- doing early in radio and we had to actually put in discs and stuff. You try yeah. to find a five and a half minute song to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And so you'd... <laughs> I would find like an old Matchbox 20 song from their first record that I knew was way long. But that sounds like one of those songs that like the radio person could stick in. No people would like it and they could go pee and get back in time. Exactly. That probably helped me a lot, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And there's a lot of money that the label has to give up because they've already, like you said, they've already made a bunch of promotional materials. Yeah, for sure. And so you're going, hey, all that money you just spent on that song that we were going to go with, we need you to just write that off. And let's start over. How hard was was that conversation, though, to get them to go, okay, we believe in what you're saying and what you're seeing? It was harder for them to convince me to change it. Scott Hendricks called me on the road in Texas. I was in the car with my regional at the time. And he said, Dina, everybody's resonating with Strawberry Wine. We got to change the single. And I had already waited like four years. It had been such a long haul up to this point. And I said, no, we're two weeks out. No way. And uh, I said, if you promise me that we can stay on schedule and you can get this turned around in two weeks so I don't get bumped again, then Mm. I'm all for it. And he said, we'll make it happen. And Scott Hendricks was a hero because he did that. He pulled everything, didn't he? He pulled everything and just like fast forward, just hot boxed the whole process and made it happen on delivery day. And getting bumped is a thing because if you lose your spot, yeah. you know, they've got other artists and other singles that they have lined up. Yes, absolutely. And so he still made that spot happen. He did. And it even happened when we had five females come in on that Tuesday, the same day. We had, it was me, Reba, uh, Martin, or excuse me, um, Kathy Matea, I want to say maybe Myla Mason and Mindy McCready, or I can't even remember who all it was, but it was five women you know, it's like you're at the racetrack. You're on the horse, and you're all getting waiting for the gun to go so you can just take off. And it was unheard of to have five women come in on that day, some new artists and established artists, you know, and see how the, the race was going to turn out. 
This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about the incredible work that's being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and to ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. Families do not have to worry about a thing. Treatment is covered, travel, housing, food. And when you're a family that's going through this, like, imagine, you're a parent, your kid gets cancer. You need to focus on that child. You don't need to be worrying about other things. And financial stuff can get really stressful. St. Jude covers it. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment. And when you sign up for just $19 a month, you're going to get the new This Shirt Saves Lives tee. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to 785-833. That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785-833. What was the rise of that song like? Was it, holy moly, this is rolling quick? Or was it, okay, just hang in there, slow and steady? It was slow. I think it was 16 weeks to chart. Well, not even be number one to just hit the top. Wasn't it? It was... I, it might have been that it took 16 weeks to climb the chart, but it it was slow going in the beginning. And then Alan Jackson took us on the road, and that was amazing. We got to do major arenas and be with him, and we saw a few lighters flickering on strawberry wine, and then a few more and a few more. And as we went like a year and a half on the road with him, solid, it was really taken off. 
And um, so it was slow in the beginning, and then it was just like wildfire amazing. And we came right behind Strawberry Wine, with, which was a number one um, with We Danced Anyway with the cool video, and that went number one. And then How Do I Get There was the first song on country radio to have a drum loop in it, kind of a funky feel. Um, and that went number one. And then Count Me In went up the chart, you know, to number two, I believe. And then Shave, so it's five singles for a new artist off a first record, which was had never happened in Nashville before. Let's roll through some of those. Mike, 1996, play a little bit of Strawberry Wine. I'm sure you have to hear this, Dina, at times and places. You're changing your oil or your, you know, Kroger. And you just hear, because this, this, <laughs> the song is everywhere. You know, do you ever just want to point at yourself while it's playing and be like, hey guys, this is me. This is me, the song you're all singing to right here, this is me. <laughs> or have you ever been somewhere and someone's covering it? Oh, yes. And maybe they don't know you're in the crowd. You know, I'd, I was, um, I posted something on socials a couple of years ago because we were driving down Broadway, which is rare. We're just on this side road over by the Palm at a red light. And I heard this girl upstairs in the open air sports bar up there singing it. And I'm like, stop the car. And I get out of the car and I run up there and I'm standing watching her. And she freaked. We got it all on camera. You know, she freaks out. And I went up and hugged her. And it was just like a super moment for both of us. That was really cool on Broadway to hear someone covering it upstairs. That's pretty cool that you heard Very it. Cool. Yeah, but cool for her, too, that you happened to be driving by and then you ran up the stairs to so, kind of acknowledge her. So crazy. And the thing that I am just in love with right now is TikTok and being able to do duets and and thumbs up people and seeing all the love. I bet there's a lot of TikTok people singing Strawberry Wine, huh? It's millions. Yeah. Millions. Like, I'm going, there's where all my people are. You know, I feel like that I finally found, I just joined two weeks ago, and there's millions, so. People sing that, because I've worked on American Idol the last four years, they will sing that auditioning because it's, an arena to showcase your voice. I mean, not only is it a great song, but you hit some notes in that song that are that everybody can't hit. And so I hear that song a lot too, and I think that's why it's probably sang a lot on TikTok is because if you can sing that and sing it right, you'll get the wow because it's a tough song to sing. It is, and I love it. I love even people that aren't singers or, you know, that are just in their bedroom just trying it out, the innocence of that, like... That touches my heart so much. And then you've got like Raleigh Green covered it and um, just all the people that have covered the song It's and have made statements about, you know, what it meant to them in their career. These artists coming out, it's just been super cool. And the record went up and it sold over five million albums for a new artist. That was it just broke all these records, not even on purpose. It's like the proof that authenticity and honesty and like your your story resonates with someone's story you know and that that is really the crux of the whole thing for me is that song was written like matresa berg and Carrie, and gary harrison wrote the song and when i heard it if i was going to have to do outside songs i was like oh my god this is my life how do they know how do they know i had a grand my grandparents had a farm and first love and all that stuff you know and they just poetically said the truth so beautifully that I could not sing it. It was my story. And it turned out to be millions of people's story. 
Dan and Shay have tequila, and they get tequila everywhere they go, not because they want it, yeah. but because everyone's like, well, they have a song about tequila, so let's just yes. shower or pummel them with tequila. Right. Was there a time when it was people giving you strawberry wine everywhere you went, or is that still a thing? It's still a thing. <laughs> still a thing. Like, I'm so happy Rosé came out because it kind of emulates strawberry wine. You know, the hue of it is uh, fun and yummy, and, and it works. It's it's. A little better. I have to tell you, though, I did find some strawberry wine in Ohio at a vineyard. We had a gig out there that was amazing. And like 65,000 people were at the show. So on the way home, I saw the vineyard. I'm like, let's pull in. We tried it. And they had strawberry wine. And I brought home bottles of strawberry wine, which it's been decades. But it's really good. It's Versailles Versailles Vineyard in Ohio. It's so good. When that song was... was at its peak, and you have all these number ones. I mean, was there ever ever a moment where you're singing that song and you look out to the crowd and you're like, this venue or this show or this is happening right now, like it's kind of unbelievable? Absolutely. I still feel that way. It never gets, it never gets old. I'm so humbled watching people sing it. That's what gets me because it could be little kids, like four-year-olds or... 70-year-olds. It is such a generational thing that connects everybody. It's just unbelievable. I can't even believe that it's it's just like keeps going and going. It's amazing. Uh, we Danced Anyway might be my favorite. Not the strawberry yeah. one. It's not. <laughs> 1996, same year, same record. But I think this this one is my favorite. Yeah. So you put this out second. It's a mid, I call that, I call it a mid-tempo song. Yeah. You know, did the label go, hey, we need to switch that up and go with an up-tempo? Or, because to, to go with a slow song and then a mid, yeah. it's, again, kind of a risk. Yes, for why, sure. Why did they choose this as the second single when it wasn't even going to be the first, you know, you yeah. could have gone back to the first one. I think it was just a, it was um, a reprieve from the, the storyline of Strawberry Wine. Like, it was the the follow-up with a, a good feel, feel-good love song. So the message. Yeah, the message was lighthearted, and I think the the production, the music was lighthearted. The video we did in San Juan, you know, like vacation and just let your hair down. And it was important to have that kind of follow-up to Strawberry Wine and show the lighter side of me. It was pretty genius, in my opinion, to come with it that way. You know, it's like sequencing the album. I always prioritize it being a roller coaster ride, right? You want the music to take you in different directions. And we do it with the set list when we play shows. Make sure that we're not too ballady in the middle, whatever. And so sequencing the record was like that. The releases of the singles are like that. It's very, very thought out. And um, I guess it's, you know, a communal decision with the label and me and, and us talking about it. The label was so monumental in the success of this record. They worked hard, and they did a great job. Follow that up with another number one, How Do I Get There? How do I get there from here? How do I make you see? How do I tell you what my heart's been telling me? So this is the first number one that you've written, though, Mm -hmm. which had to be satisfying. Because you've got two number ones. That's amazing. You're... First of all, you have your hit, then you're not a one-hit wonder, and now you have a song that you wrote that hit number one. Yes. I got to imagine that feels pretty good. Amazing. Really amazing. And it 
it felt good because I've I've really wanted that drum loop on the song because I'd never heard it on country radio. Like I feel rhythm in two and four. I don't feel it in one and three. And country music can sometimes be very like one and three oriented, just traditional um, four on the floor rhythms. And I don't, I feel like I call it, I have funky butt. I can't help it. Like that's how I feel music. And it was really important to fight to have the, not to fight, but I mean, just to creatively make sure that that drum loop was heard on country radio. And and it was, and I think people just resonated with the feel being, again, lighthearted and following up Dance Anyway with that. And I think it, honestly, I think that was a marker on country radio that kind of hit the trajectory for artists to, to step out a little bit and come in. You know, we had instrumentation that was reflective of 70s rock, the guitar solos and things like that, the sounds. I'd bring in references from Bread and Journey or whatever because I wanted this record to uh, represent me as a whole person, you know, and country music's part of it, but also Funky Butt's part of it. And also <laughs> retro rock is part of it. And I just think people really connected with the fact that it was sort of this cornucopia of, of feels and sounds and stuff. Did you ever get the tag, hey, she's doing things different. This isn't country. I did get that early on, um, but you put my voice on it and it pulls it right back in. You know, I don't have the luxury of being vocally talented like Maren Morris and a lot of these, sing, you know, people that just can sing different genres and knock it out. Um, you put my voice on anything and it's going to be straight down the pike country pretty much. You know, you, this happens a lot now. I just did a whole thing on TikTok about people or sounds that are told, hey, this is not country, and then how we look at it now and go, obviously that was country. I mean, even the drums. The mm -hmm. drums weren't country forever. They weren't allowed on the Opry stage until, right. you know, it was from the drums to, you know, Johnny Cash was too rock and roll. He wasn't, you know, there's always been... Look at Elvis. I mean, yeah, we could do a hundred deep, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and every generation, you have that group, but that ain't country. Garth, for example... I mean, I've sat with Garth, and Garth is like, hey, man, I had the biggest group of That Ain't Country people against me because, you know, one, my, he said his stage shows, and two, yeah. you know, he was crediting people like Journey, like all these, the same kind of bands you mentioned, as mm -hmm. influences in him, and people said, well, that's not country. Yeah. But what happens is, if the format ever stays the same generationally, it anything, if anything stays the same, it dies. Right. You know, even with, with you talking about the drum loop, you know, uh, Nico Moon is a guy, is a new artist now who put you know, put drums on, like real drums. And I was like, you know what? I want to loop this instead. And he had a number one song and he was like, people were telling me I shouldn't do that. Right. But it's cyclical, right? Yes. Like you had, it's this kind of similar situation with you where you're like, I just like this loop. Let's do this. Right. Next thing you know, boom, number one. And then everybody goes, oh, of course. But at yeah. the time, it probably wasn't the easiest decision. It wasn't. and But it fit the song. You know, that was the thing. It really fit the feel. And I'm very glad that that we did that because I do think that it sort of helped the genre expand and breathe a little bit, you know? And the thing about the nineties that is so amazing is that we had so many artists that sounded so different, you know, there was room for everybody. And I mean, you had duos and you had bands and you had all the girls sounded unique and there was, so you weren't really competing with one another. It was just a matter of, 
when your song's going to go up and the other one's coming down and vice versa, right, to make room for everybody. And we were all touring on the road and we'd pull over our buses and have Flying J parties. And it was a real community that, uh, and it was before, obviously, social media and, you know, I mean, cell phones were coming in (laughs) early on. It was just, we CB'd it on the road and would meet. And just, it was very intentional to be together as a community of artists on these massive shows and festivals and things. But, and to support each other and the community supported, you know, all the labels. It was like we would vote for them and they'd vote for us. And, you know, it was just this win-win time on the row and in town. I just I'm so grateful to have been a part of it. I just still pinch myself being from Nashville that that I've had any success at all because it could have gone the other way. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. 
You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. Were there any artists or a single artist that said, hey, Dina, like I'm going to, mentor you in a way i've been around town for five ten years got some success like let me give you a little bit of advice um or did you even need it since you had been here because that's that's a rare thing that someone who grew up here stays here and then becomes super successful i think as i asked that question you're kind of a unicorn in a way (laughs) because most people that you know do this come from somewhere else yes and haven't been raised in it so maybe you should have been giving advice before you were even you know, a number one artist. Well, I'm waiting for American Idol to call me. I've got a lot of help I can give. You yeah. know? <laughs> They'll hire no. anybody, apparently. No, I yes. no, no, I'm teasing. But um, in all truth, I, probably my dad, you know, he was always very vocal about what I shouldn't, shouldn't do and um, being respectful. And he's one that would say, you know, you need to play the Opry because when you're gray haired, it could be paying your bills. It's a faithful format. You need to be doing this. You need to be planting these seeds. You need to be nurturing the community. You know, he was very community-oriented for Nashville. And um, just great advice. He told me, he's like, most important thing before I ever had a deal, he said, you have to write a song by yourself and be able to perform it by yourself about something that's authentic, like a universal thing that people can relate to. And if you can do that, you'll always have a friend. You'll always have a meal. You're going to be okay. So I was really protective of my songwriting and songs to release two songs that I did not write initially off this record was a real challenge for me if it hadn't been the truth that I had lived. You know, to find that song that someone had written that was about my life, that was huge. Talk about songwriting. I mean, you wrote one of my favorite, I mean, I would say top 10 country songs of all time in You and Tequila, <laughs> which is, I mean, if I were just to start listing off my favorites, this always is in my list. And Kenny Chesney and Grace Potter cut it and went number one. It's such a massive song. I mean, and I know you cut it too. Yeah. How, like, how does that process go? And does Kenny call you and go, I just love this song. Can I cut it even though you've already, I mean, I, what was that? And was it hard to allow? Well, I was on the road. You know, I had recorded it for my record, I'm Just a Girl album for Arista. And I was on tour with Kenny and Keith, and I'd sing that song during the show. And they would come out and sit at the soundboard every night and watch me sing that song. And then they'd go get ready for their show. And so fast forward 10 years, and Kenny went through a divorce, and he said that, when he was in L.A., he would ride up and down the coast and that that song, my song, got him through that time in his life because it has a lot of California references and things in it. And I didn't even know he had recorded the song. I had no idea that he had cut the song. Matresa had had the song demoed with a guy, singer. I had nothing to do with that and pitched it and he recorded it. So, you know... It's a testimony to God knowing my heart with wine and tequila (laughs) (laughs) that he is like allowed the success from those two major things, like the grace in it, 
the willingness to humble yourself and allow um, someone else to be in front of the line. You know, all that, all the life lesson stuff without getting too heavy, I really associate it all along with my career, with how it, it has gone down. And I think that that's part of the longevity of it is giving God credit for it and being willing to applaud other people, you know, being willing to let someone else run with something. That's a, that is, it shouldn't be hard to do, but that is important. I have to imagine too, there would be some knucklehead kids in the crowd as you're singing that thinking you're covering a Kenny Chesney song. (laughs) Oh yeah. I love it. (laughs) I love to see, you may not know that I co-wrote this song and, I always say, because I showed up at Matrice's to write for that record, and she had a hangover, and I had a heartache. She'd been out at the um, the wake for Harlan Howard, and they had had tequila the night before, and I was having boy problems or whatever, and when I showed up, it was just the perfect combo for two girlfriends to get together and just speak speak the truth musically. Wouldn't you, like, run into Kenny, though, too, like, randomly? In and oh. out of places. I mean, in the, when you were in Nashville? Yes. He, he, the first time I met Kenny, I was riding at Tom Collins on the corner of 16th and right there across from, it's where a new building is now, but it's across from RCA. And there was this basket of keys because the parking lot would get backed up and we'd all put our car keys in there so that we could move cars around. And he and I, I think he was blocking me or something, and I had to go to my waitress job, and and I, and that's when we met. Was at Tom Collins Music back in, gosh, that was probably ninety two. I mean, it's a long time, long time. I mean, ago. that was yeah, I was way before. Yeah, way before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, listen, we we are here. Let's let's t- say it one more time. You have the twenty fifth anniversary. Yes. Of did I shave my legs for this? Which you're gonna have. Strawberry wine with, I'm going to see if I can go from memory here. <laughs> Martina. Yep. Ashley McBride. Yep. Kylie Morgan. Yep. Lauren Elena. Yep. You. And Vince yep. Gill. Vince Gill playing. Yes. I'm assuming he doesn't sing, though. He doesn't. Okay. But look, I have to tell you, when I was pulling all this together, and I had, we were emailing back and forth the managers and all this stuff, you know, and we were in a time crunch to get everything done. And Vince is a busy guy. I mean, he's only, you know, with the Eagles and on the road. He's just amazing doing his thing. And my phone rang and it said, Vince Gill. Like, I forgot that I even had his contact in my phone, but I'm out by the pool at my house in Florida. And uh, I look down and it says Vince Gill. And I get so freaked out and nervous, just like, hello, you know. And he's going, what's up, buddy? And we just talked about what was going to go down and, and him playing the tracks and all that stuff. And he just, he's so awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. And he's just the nicest guy. Yes. Uh, did I Shave My Legs for This with Terry Clark, Sarah Evans, Ashley McBride, Vince Gill. Remastered. The other songs are remastered. Yep. The new tracks. Um, that's pretty cool. It's very cool. You know what's cool, too? And I was a little nervous about this, but they've gone through the catalog of all the songs that didn't make the record. And a lot of things I did with Bowen, just our demos that we were trying to see if the songs were good enough to 
include on that first album. So they're releasing a lot of unreleased material that we worked on and recorded that you'll hear that I wrote, I co-wrote all of those and um, that didn't make the cut. So it's kind of cool. They're just including everything they could find from the vault and pulling it all together. And there'll be some digital media with it, with the girls in the studio and interviews and some snippets of that too, of the process for yeah. the remaster, the re-recording of everything. And the whole thing is coming out. November 5th. Okay, I don't know if it's I, what I can say what I can't. It's changed a couple of times. No, it's okay. The yeah. whole thing. Because if you thing. say it and, and, and you're not supposed to say it, yeah. I don't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing's coming November, November 5th. 5th. Yeah. You're, you're doing the, uh, before we finish here, you're doing the uh, 4,998th Opry? Yes. Right? Yep. That'll be awesome. It, it will be. And then we realized, we're like, wait, can we do the 5,000th too? You know, but they've had it booked for, for a very long time. They've had it booked for a long, long time, time. Yeah. yeah. Well, so we'll be there warming up the crowd for everybody. Thank you for coming by. Thank you for having We're me. We're actually, you know, I talked about your new on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, you talked about that. We're actually going to go shoot a couple of little videos for TikTok out there. Yeah. And then we will, um, I'm sure, see each other at the Opry in the next few weeks. I'm a lucky girl. I'm out there every day. It's, and congrats like. on your marriage. Thank you very much. Very happy for you. Me too. Hopefully I don't have to feel those tequila and songs, you know. I don't, <laughs> hopefully I don't need that, like, to relate to. I can just listen to because I like it. That's right. Yes. All right. Uh, there she is, Dina Carter. Follow her on Instagram uh, at Dina Tunes. But Dean, like Dean Martin, forever I have not gotten that. Yeah. I just thought you spelled Dina weird. If you don't put two N's in it, it's Dina. That's the easy way to remember. Yeah, I would still go Diana <laughs> if I were just reading it. You know, I have to tell a quick, funny story. There were uh, some girls that came to a show, and they were calling me Deanna. And I, I, I try to be really nice. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, obviously. And it doesn't bother me, but I just don't want to answer to a different name. And so I said, it's actually Dina. And they were in their 30s, and they like almost started crying. They go, oh, our whole childhood, we've called you <laughs> the wrong name and they got all upset and I was like no come here and put my arms around them I was like let's take pictures it's okay like I just wanted you to know and then those two people were Dan and Shay it's the funny <laughs> thing no. okay Dina Carter everybody uh, you guys November the 5th is when that comes out and I'm sure we'll hear these two singles maybe before that yeah okay great alright thank you thank you This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacova's.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacovas dot com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, 
fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 